Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, Steeler fans. Welcome to another Wednesday night here on Behind the Steel Curtain, family of podcasts. It's that Wednesday night. It's time for the curtain call. I'm Jeffrey Benedict. Here with me as always, Shannon White. Shannon, how are you doing? What's happened to GB? I was just in there watching the West Virginia Mountaineer game, and I said, <laughs> oh, it's time for the podcast. Uh, ready, Ready to roll. All right, we're we're talking, we're we're moving from discussing last year into the new year, uh, and we're going to do that by today, building the roster, uh, and we're going to do it through a little exercise. We're going to go position by position. We're going to name any major cuts we would make if there's a player currently under contract that we're like that player's got to go. Uh, if there's, and then for any holes, uh, free agency draft players like oh oh I'd go out and sign a top tier free agent for this position or you know I'd, I'd go draft somebody maybe in the later rounds some stuff like that is what we're going to do for each position uh and we're going to look through the entire Steelers roster and we'll see we'll see if we agree we'll see if we disagree we'll, we'll maybe get some uh see what people in the live chat think uh Shannon you ready to get dig into this oh I'm, I've been looking forward to it all right, so we're going to start with quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the big question, this is a big question. Mason Rudolph looks like he's gone, unless you want to make a major push to bring him back. And uh, the big question is, are, are you keeping Trubisky? 
you know, I mean, when Trubisky came in, I obviously, you know, the Stewarts had big plans and, and he had big plans and uh, it looked like a really good fit for him. And I thought he was a good fit for Canada's offense, but um, now looking at the price tag, you know, it's, it's reasonable for a, a backup. A yeah, it's 8 backup. million. Yeah. Eight and million I think he, be saved. I think he is a quality backup. Uh, will he be happy being a backup? Um, you know, he, he, when he comes in, you know, guns are blazing. He's either going to light it up or, you know, you'll get what happened, the three interception game. So um, I, I think for that price, you know, there might be like a Gardner miscue from uh, the Eagles right now. There's some guys who would probably be maybe a good fit also, you know, who kind of similar to Kenny Pickett's game that might be a good fit for similar money who might be okay being the backup. But I think Minshew at this point in his career realizes he's a backup. Yeah. That's very valuable because a guy who has that mindset, um, you know, that, you know, another set of eyes on the sidelines and, and helps, you know, he can study with the starter and, and point out things, you know, because Minshew's a veteran, so he can point out things that a younger quarterback like Pickett very valuable. So uh, that might be a guy that I would look at. Um, and then maybe, uh, you know, they got a couple of seventh round picks. You're going to have a couple of guys there in the draft. It's probably going to fall in that area that, you know, you just get as another camp arm and maybe a developmental guy who could develop into a backup someday. Like the, the young man from Georgia. Of course, I know he got into some trouble. I think he was, uh, arrested for drunk and disorderly or something. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that, that'll hurt each draft stock even more, but, yep. uh, you know, based on all reports, you know, he doesn't seem like a troubled, uh, youngster, I, you know, probably bad judgment, but, uh, you know, somebody like that might be a possibility. Well, it's remarkably similar to what I was going to say. Uh, my, my notes here is I'm, I'm happy with Trubisky if he is embracing the role. Mm-hmm. Right, you've got to think if, if you're the coaches and Tom and Tomlin, and you think, okay, this guy's going to be good, he's going to fit it fine. Otherwise, trade him, uh, cut him, whatever you got to do. Don't don't pay him that eight million dollars you could save <clears throat> if he's not interested in doing uh, the job building up. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett, you can find someone else who will mm-hmm. probably for cheaper. Might not be as good when they get in the game, but that's not the point. The, the number one backup here is there to help Kenny Pickett be a better quarterback. Yep. That's his number one job mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, and I also, looking at those late-round picks, yeah. I, I, I like an a underrated, you know, uh, athletic quarterback can move around a bit, let him get in training camp, get to see him a bit. Uh, if I mean, you could go with the UDFA if you want. You're an undrafted free agent if you want. You could, uh, you could bring back, like, name I'd love. I think a lot of Steeler player, a lot of Steeler fans would love to see it. Is uh, Josh Dobbs? I, I think everyone yep, liked yep. when he was here. People would enjoy him coming back. Someone like that. Uh, if, if Trubisky's gone, but I, I like. I, I think the big thing for me is when you're looking at bringing in a rookie, undrafted free agent, seventh round pick, somewhere in there. Uh, you're looking for someone who is athletic, mm-hmm. like a, a Chris Oladokun, who they brought in. Yeah. Someone like that. I think that's your thing. You, you, your goal here is uh, find someone like 
Tyler Huntley. You know, if you could find that late, you know, in the draft. it's that's those seventh round Mister Irrelevant picks yeah. are are all the rage right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a guy starting to be playing in the Pro Bowl. I actually watched it. I actually watched some of the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to get off topic. We could talk yeah. about the Pro Bowl. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was much better. Uh, yes. than it has been the last yes. few years, but still nothing like when I was younger, nothing like the nineties mm. pro bowls where they were trying to murder each other. It was those <laughs> games. Anyways, anyways, I think we're good on quarterback here. Mm-hmm. Everyone I see everyone in the live chat's agreeing with us pretty much. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're good there. I think we all are in agreement there. We move on to running back. <laughs> I assume you're keeping Najee and uh, Jalen Warren, uh, but behind them, we've got, Benny Snell, who's a free agent, Anthony McFarland. Uh, you've got options. Yeah. You've got plenty of options there behind two guys that are set. Do you bring anybody? Do you worry about this position? What are you what are you doing behind Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, Shannon? My I lost my screen went off. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if that was you or me. I think well, we just okay. had that over there for a minute. I lost everything for a second. I'm not sure, but as okay. far as the running back position, uh, of course, we're we're happy. Uh, yeah. If if Benny Snell, I mean, because he's such a good special teams guy, he showed with a good offensive line, he can be effective as a power guy and a short yardage guy. Um, I'm happy with him. You know, if it looks like the price is going to be too much, you can roll with uh, Anthony McFarland. Uh, also, you got to remember Master T. Mm-hmm. Uh, who they re-signed later in the year after he was injured early and they released him. Then he, they re-signed him, and, and they were really impressed with him at training camp. And, uh, you know, a guy who could, you know, maybe he was a, you know, well thought of coming out of high school and, and at Ohio State, and he's a power guy and, and, a, and kind of freaky strong athlete. So, you know, I don't really think they need to even invest a pick unless somebody just crazy fell that they wanted to make sure that they didn't have to try to sign as an undrafted free agent. But uh, I'm pretty satisfied with the running back position as well. Yeah, I'm. my point here is you've got your two, mm-hmm. but you are going to need three. Yep. Uh, just from the point of if if Najee Harris goes down, you need two guys behind that. Like mm-hmm. if, he, if he misses two or three games, if Jalen Warren's out for a couple of games, you need somebody. We saw Benny Snell come in. Run for five yards carried, 12 rushes, 60 yards. That's good. Anthony yeah. McFarlane looked all right. Um, I would bring back Snell if he's affordable, mm-hmm. if he's reasonable. I'd even pay like more than a third tier, third string running back for him simply because of his special teams. Because if you let him go, you have to have someone yeah. to fill that special teams role. Jalen Warren wasn't that guy. And if you look at his size, yeah, yeah. he's a little small for, for that position. Uh, like I wasn't even thinking about Master Teague. That's a great name to bring into this. For me, uh, I think UDFAs mm-hmm. special. If you if they look around, they see, hey, there's a uh, running back over here that's undervalued right now, and he's a good special, really good special teamers, and no one seems to be interested in signing him. Mm-hmm. Make that kind of a move. Otherwise, I think I think you're set enough. It's it's undrafted free agents or bring back Denny Snell or you know mm-hmm. a Master Teague type job to win. Uh, I yeah, if you not, have the, if you have the value, like you said, somebody that, you yeah. know, say it's McKinnon from the Chiefs, you yeah. know, and, and the Chiefs are going to go younger, go in another direction, and 
and nobody's really interested because he's around 30 now. But you see how effective he was, especially catching the ball late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that might be a guy you would look at uh, in a really, you know, team-friendly contract. But, but I have to say this about Benny Snell. If you would have told me at this point of the offseason, last offseason, that I would ever want to see him back in a Pittsburgh uniform, I'd say, you're crazy. But he proven us wrong, and he showed if you give him a line, he could be effective. So, yeah. uh, and like I said, special teams, he's, he's superb. So you have to consider that if the price is right. I mean, early in the season, we were wondering if Najee Harris was even going to stick around. We're like, man, yeah. nobody's a good running back. Then the offensive line gets together, and now we're like, you can put literally anyone back there. We're fine. It's okay. It's all right. Shannon, Shannon's going to pick up a couple yards if you need it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think that's great. Uh, on Anthony McFarland, I wanted to get to him. He has never played on special teams. When he has, it has not been good, no, no. and he has never gone back to it. So I don't think – he is an option here because Jalen Warren is not also is not a big special teams guy. So no. I don't think you're seeing Anthony McFarland in this picture because then you're not having two backup running backs who don't play special teams. No, the Steelers aren't going to do not on a Mike Tomlin team. That doesn't work. Uh, moving to fullback. The really only question here is you bring him back, Derek, what you bringing in a new fullback or are you just saying we don't really need to fill that specific position? I'm not for sure. What is he uh, uh, scheduled to make this year? Do you know what it is? Who? I'm not positive. Derek, what he made last year? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. 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 He was around $4 million a year, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And I just don't know. Um, I mean, what he gives them in special teams, you know, he's very valuable. And he keeps, you know, his superstar brother, the most important player on the team, happy. So, you, you know, you look at it and you justify it that way. Um, you know, he showed that he can, you know, offer some short yardage conversions and, and, you know, he's a decent blocker, but, uh, you know, they could probably go cheaper. Like I said, they could probably try to use Connor Hayward and, and save some money and try to use him, you know, as an all purpose H back. Uh, it it really is going to come down to, uh, maybe even towards the end of camp, you know, how many positions, is there somebody they want to try to keep, you know? Uh, do they have, you know, to free up some money to sign somebody late in camp, you know, cause a lot of times guys come available then, um, that would be the only way I would see them not bringing him back, but it could happen. <laughs> okay. I looked it up. He was just, just under 4 million a year for his contract. Okay. It was around 10, I think it was around 10 million for three years. So three and a half, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Math, not my strong suit. Um, but yeah, I, in my opinion, looking at Derek Watt, I'd bring him back for that kind of range. You look at what special teams players get now when they first signed him. I was like, that's a lot for a fullback, and that's a lot for a special teams player. But I guess you're, you know, you're getting both, mm-hmm. but that's still kind of a bit. Uh, you look at special teams ace contracts now, that's not a big deal. That's mm-hmm. not a big contract. I would not be opposed to bringing him back maybe a two year deal this time. I don't think there's going to be a market really for him. He's getting a little older, uh, but I'd like to bring him back. We actually did finally use him. You know, I thought we used him like the right amount, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't want a fullback to be a major player, but mm. I mean, he, again, going to bring it up. He converted seven of eight short yardage runs. That's, yep. that's about right. Scored two touchdowns. That's good. 
Yeah, that's about right. That's about what you expect in, in a Matt Canna style offense from that type of player. Uh, I do think if they don't bring him back, we need a fullback because I don't want to put Connor Hayward in that position. We saw what he can do as a as a route runner, mm-hmm. you know, as and we see what he does from H back from those positions. I don't, I don't want to put him at fullback. That's a different kind of collision. That's a different kind of position uh, than what. I think he plays best at. Uh, so for me, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Connor Hayward being that guy. I think he's more valuable other places. Uh, but, but if he's did, got he's got that iron head blood in him. I know. I mean, he can bang heads. I mean, he, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I just I, I think he's much no more than they use the fullback. It is conceivable to yes. consider using him that way because if for some chance the Steelers and I'm not trying to get ahead of the conversation, but if they was able to upgrade tight end too, then, you know, I'm afraid it's going to cut into Hayward, you know, he's playing time and you can, if you use him, move him around, like, you know, as a multi-purpose H-back, he would have more play and he's yeah. more dangerous on the field than Derek Watt is. That is true. That's true. So if you want, in my opinion, if you're doing that, you're going more in the direction of the, the Will Johnson's the court Terry mm-hmm. Davis, the old, the old H back slash fullbacks of the Bruce Arians period. And those guys weren't the blockers Derek Watt is. And I don't think no, Connor no. Hayward's going to be that level of blocker. Mm-hmm. He's just not, that's not his game. Uh, he's more of a runner. He's more of a catcher. Mm-hmm. He can block. He's not bad at it, uh, but he's not Derek Watt. Derek, Derek Watt isn't a superb blocking fullback, uh, but he's better at it than Connor Hayward. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that puts us on to tight ends. Where you've got Pat Fryermuth back, uh-huh. you've got Connor Hayward, Zach Gentry's a free agent. What are we doing there? Well, in, in a perfect world, you know, uh, Gentry will want to come back at a reasonable price. Nobody will offer him crazy money, and the Stewards can bring him back. Keep the, you know, Fryermuth and Gentry are like brothers, man. Th- those guys just hit it off. They're hilarious together, and they that means a lot. Though that tight end room is a you know a cohesive unit, and uh, you bring him back, and then you don't have to worry about tight end uh, in the draft. Uh, you know, if you sign Gentry, uh, unless you know just a great value is too good to pass up. Um, that would be great um, because they have so many holes to fill that are more pressing. But like I said, if let's say that uh, Michael uh, Mayer is the number one tight end and and he falls to 17 and, you know, the Steelers have him rated that real, you know, that high on their board. If you're really going to do best player available, you'd have to at least consider pulling the trigger. And especially with Canada in his run heavy sets, uh, the way he struggles to, you know, scheme wide receivers open he's much better getting tight ends you know uh in space and and getting them open uh pickett likes to use the middle of the field he likes to use tight ends i mean when you look at the big picture it's not the craziest idea um they could easily if gentry leaves say in the second round maybe that first or second pick of the you know in that second round they have uh like Washington out of Georgia or Kincaid out of uh, Utah, two guys that are right up there, you know, second round grades, 
uh, who would bring great value and would be better receivers than Gentry. Uh, and Washington's a better blocker, I believe, already. Yep. So, you know, again, you want to give offense weapons. It don't have to be a certain position, but you want weapons and weapons that your offensive coordinator can utilize. And and like I said, I'm not as excited about adding another receiver because I don't know if Canada is going to be able to, you know, fully use him to his max. So, um, but with all the holes, especially on the defensive side, if the Stewarts can sign Gentry reasonable, and then, you know, that would free up, they wouldn't have to really focus on tight end in the draft. Yeah, I'm going to – see, now, if this was a really well-designed show, I'd be sitting here saying, Shannon, you're crazy. <laughs> you can't draft a tight end early in this draft. Uh, but the problem is I agree with you. I think that's the move. In my opinion, that's like – and I know we're th- – this is where – this is likely where we're a little bit too clever for our own good, and we're like, you know, it would work really well. Uh, but, man – the, be- the Steelers' best sets were two tight end sets. Their offense was just flat out better with Zach Gentry on the field than it was with Chase Claypool on the field, even mm-hmm. in the first half of the season. Uh, I, I pointed out, some other people were pointing out, like, you know, the, the offense runs better with Zach Gentry than Chase Claypool. If you could get another tight end who's mm-hmm. a mismatch and can also block, and you're sitting there saying, yeah, like our run game, our offensive line is doing well. We've got not just one, we got two tight ends, you know? Mm-hmm. You kind of bring that value where a, a really good slot receiver, let's say Calvin Austin III turns into a really good young yeah. receiver, but what does he offer you in a run play, right? Mm. Whereas if you've got <laughs> you got a Pat Fryermuth, Pat Fryermuth offers you a lot in the run game. Yep. If you can get a second receiver who's like a, I want to go with a uh, the title, a, a poor man's uh, I'm gonna bring up Heath Miller, uh, <laughs> cardinal sin here, yeah, like yeah. calling out old names. <laughs> but you can get like a poor version of Heath Miller out there where on the run play, the dude's an asset, and in oh. the passing game, he's not easy to cover if you're the kind of guy that can handle him in the run game, yeah. And you can just line up there and be like, We're gonna run at you, we're until you have to load the box, and then we're gonna throw. We got these two tight ends out here, we got receivers. I think it's great, uh, and I, I honestly think with George Pickens as your Z receiver, you you don't need more defensive backs out there. You you want, you know, if you if you tighten that formation and you just have the two guys out wide, you give them more space. Yeah. Give George Pickens and Deontay Johnson space. Let them cook. Put in another tight end who can block and do stuff. I'm I'm big on it. Yep. I really I really like it. And you I know who else is big who? on it? Since, you know, I, I brought it up, wrote the article, and me and you've talked, and now Jeff Hartman, our fearless leader, he's like, I'm I'm all for that extra tight end, you know. <laughs> I think I think I think when people step back and honestly look at it, you know, and I have nothing against Jordan Addison. And if that's yep. the value and that's the route, you know, I trust the Steelers. But I'm just saying when you step back, it's not a crazy idea at all. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you saw the the podcast Ben Roethlisberger does now. He had uh, Pat Fryermuth on there, and he asked Pat Fryermuth about jet sweeps, and Fryermuth was like, "Dude, I don't, I want, I want the ball." Yeah, like he's like, "I want to, I want to carry one or two, you know. <laughs> uh, they did it with Eric Ebron. It actually, it actually worked with Eric Ebron. He scored a touchdown on one, if I remember correctly. Well, Travis Kelsey runs them all the time. Mm-hmm. Connor yeah. Hayward yeah. can do it. Like, yeah. You, yeah. 
It's not a bad move. Not a bad no, move. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, moving on from tight ends. Uh, we both agree there are a lot. We got a lot of comments uh, about the tight end class uh, from uh, going back to the fullback discussion, saying Connor Hayward. People believe in that he's more explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Watt could be a better one there. Uh, <laughs> Zach Gentry gives us nothing if he starts over Pat. Thank you for that one. <laughs> uh, more, more agree with draft the guy from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Different guys. Yeah, I. We can move on from Zach Gentry. That's not a hard person to replace, mm-hmm. uh, and there's such potential to upgrade mm-hmm. at tight end and really be dangerous. I, I like that a lot. Moving on to wide receiver. So now we're spending a top fifty pick. Our first top fifty pick is off the board here with the tight end. Mm-hmm. Moving on to wide receiver. Steelers draft a wide receiver almost every year. Are you doing that this year? How are you addressing the third receiver? We don't have, we only have two. Um, well, you know, again, now we got, you know, Anthony Miller, who was going to make the team and he got injured. Uh, it might've come down to, you know, Miller, Calvin Austin, the third and Boykin, you know, to make that, uh, the roster, one of them guys might not have made it last year. Yep. And so now you have, uh, Miller, who's signed, and he's going to be in there, and hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, he can really work the slot. That's what he's good at. Then you got Calvin Austin III that, you know, yeah, we don't know what he can do, but we also don't know that he can't because yeah. he, we haven't seen it. Um, mm-hmm. If he could gain, say, 10 pounds, 8 to 10 pounds of muscle, maybe hold up a little bit, you know, better uh, against the pounding because he is a smaller guy, but that speed will play. I mean – you just watch his, you know, his film, and he just runs away from guys. Even guys that are drafted in the NFL, he he just separates. And you know, if the way if he can be used, um, you know, in the sweeps like you was talking about, and and uh, uh, some reverses, and um, you know, move some guys around and, and get him in any kind of space, he's going to be hard to tackle. Uh, you know, he's over here to catch, you know I mean? He might yeah. go down, but if even in the film, he didn't look like he just goes straight down. He has yeah. some fight in him. You know, this ain't a Dre Archer situation or even a Deontay Johnson, in my opinion. It seems like he has a little more fight and tries to, you know, leech drive forward for what yardage is there. So, um, I mean, I think that Pickens hopefully will make a huge leap if he really works hard this offseason on his footwork. That's what he has to clean up. That's what he has to work on more than anything. I, I believe in his hands. I, I know what a contested catch guy he is. Uh, he, his intensity, I was, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I was talking to a guy uh, today, and I was like, you know, he was talking about, he was still a fan. So that's what got us talking. And he said, I was so excited about Pickens. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you see the beginning of that Ravens game? I think it was the first Ravens game. First play of the game, it's a running play. And I, I think it was Peters was just kind of standing there, wasn't expecting it, and Pickens just flattened me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the rest of the game and then the, the next game, they're watching. Cornerbacks now are watching because they know how physical he can be. So I love all that. If he cleans up his footwork, you've got a real potential wide receiver one. Johnson is what he is, but if you match him up, as we talked about, with number two, number three corners for teams, and and you run him more inside routes, you know, and I think he likes to have quick slants and stuff like that. Um, 
and you have so you have another weapon that that number two tight end to mm-hmm. pull that way and open that middle of that field up some. You know, he's he can really do damage in there. And I think him and Pickett didn't have any chemistry this year. No. Well, they had no time together. Yeah. If they yeah. develop that, you know, I think Pickett's accurate enough and Johnson can get open enough that their numbers could improve next year. So uh, I, I'm not really that worried about wide receiver. There's some guys in the fourth round range. Uh, um, shoot, Ford Wheaton out of uh, West Virginia. You know, I'm really familiar with him. Mind you of uh, Michael Thomas. Um, physical, can work in middle, good height, you know, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". Um, there's some guys in there that they might consider in the fourth, but with all the holes they have, they don't have to. Yeah. So it'll depend on value, you know, who falls where. Um, but uh, I wouldn't expect anything prior to the fourth. What about you? I don't, I, I wouldn't personally draft a receiver at all. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think that's something the Steelers really need right now to build uh, this team. Uh, I didn't want to ask you because uh, Gutter Olszewski's back. Uh, we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't, you, you left him out of your discussion. And uh, I want to ask you, Steven Sims specifically, because he's a restricted free agent. Okay. So the Steelers can make him a restricted free agent offer. Would you do that first? Would you do that with Steven Sims? He he was a solid returner, not a great returner. Uh, made some plays on – he was he had some threat on the jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. As a receiver, made some nice catches, but also had a really low completion rate. Mm-hmm. Like really low. Uh, and he was one of the few guys with a lower yards per target than Deontay Johnson. And uh, not to be a broken record on that, that's hard to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to pull off. But are you you are you making him an offer or are you moving on from Steven Sims? I know that the the um the amounts you have to offer for certain, you know, yeah. for the restricted guys. I know it come out. I didn't get to see what that would be. Uh, you know, what the offer would have to be for him. Um, he is a quality return man. It's funny. I I guess I didn't, you know, Ray Ray McLeod looked better returning the ball for the Niners than he ever did for the Steelers. You know, I kept watching him, and I'm like, man, he looks really good returning, you know, these kicks. Um, and I, But then again, I know the Steelers are not – I mean, that's one of – that's one of our weaknesses is our special teams. Danny Smith, they get tons. It's either a procedural – I mean, holding illegal block penalty on any return. Even if it's a success, it's like, well, illegal block, you know. And – they don't do a good job blocking. I mean, a perfect turns usually one of the gunners is getting ready to hit the return when he catches it. I mean, you know, if there's any hang time at all. Um, that's something I think needs to improve. But as long as Danny Smith's been here, that's been the case. Now, they're better on coverage teams. But but we're not good blocking for our return men. Uh, but I think he has value. I think he's a he showed toughness as a receiver. Uh, you know, some of them catches were across the middle. And and he took some pretty big hits, man. He held on to the ball. So, but I wouldn't overpay for him because I don't think he brings anything special that would warrant that. And and Osevsky, I'm just, you know, the the fumble that was such a huge, you know, play in the season. It really was. Uh, I think it really kind of cost him that game. Uh, you know, with what transpired after that, and uh, which kept him out of the playoffs. So. Uh, 
I, I just don't think he offers them enough to, uh, again, I think they can save a little money if they go another direction. Steven Sims was undrafted. You aren't going to get uh, the the availability of the original round oh, yeah. tenure. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, so you'd have to actually, you'd actually have to make him a, a, a decent offer. Uh, so I don't, I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. If he's, if he's really cheap again, like he was when they brought him the first time where you're, I mean, really when they first brought him in, it was kind of a camp contract. It wasn't really a big deal. They brought him in and it, it that, that wasn't a huge deal. Was uh, he a futures? I don't remember. I can't remember if he was futures or was he practice guy. Yeah, might be a practice squad. <laughs> oh man, that's that's terrible. Uh, I think they're going to keep Gunnar Olszewski around. Uh, if he's your number three or number four receiver, if he's getting any kind of playing time, that's that's not good. Uh, but <laughs> he's not a bad person to have in the room. If you're if your other guys like say Calvin Austin the third is returning kicks and he's having a game where he's he's fumbling or something, you put a gunner back there. Gunner's going to catch the ball and give you basically nothing. Uh, but not, but he's going to catch it. I think, uh, for me, for me, the only real re-signing I look at on the wide receiver side and say, that's a guy I'd re-sign is Miles Boykin. Uh, and that's because I love special teams and he's, he's one of the best gunners I've ever seen. Definitely. Uh, he doesn't really play a lot in the other, in all, he doesn't do every phase. He's not as good in other roles, but as a gunner on kickoffs and punt covers, man, I love him. Uh, he's fantastic. I'm I'm with you. I my big thing would be bring back a, a a Boykin for special teams, and then maybe look for a veteran uh, if there's a cheaper one that's more of a sure-handed guy. Uh, I like the idea of a, of a bigger, more physical receiver. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've given the example of a of a Juju Smith-Schuster type of player. Mm-hmm. I mean, not bringing him back or you know all that stuff or highly picked, but someone who's a possession receiver who's who's more physical, who's going to be like positioning on the ball and just reliable mm-hmm. that's what i'm looking for as receiver if you're going to add to this room you just need someone who's reliable not a big play guy not an always open guy someone who will just be there to catch the ball and knows his role knows his role that's a big one all right last part of the offense the offensive line mm-hmm. uh, this is a big one what are you uh what are you looking to do on the offensive line they're obviously returning all five of their starters mm-hmm. but you don't have much in the way of depth at all behind them. No. Kendrick Green is under contract. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. really it. <laughs> uh, so where where are you looking to go? What are you looking to do with the offensive line uh, with basically six guys under contract, basically? Well, the good thing is uh, in Mesa Cole, Dan- uh, James Daniels, and – Chukawama core for you have stability. You feel good about that side of the line and the way they gel. I think that the left side of the line did better late in the year than a lot of people want to give them credit for. We, you know, a lot of times we get on a roll because they played so badly early that it's hard to give them credit when they do start to do some better. Um, As a run blocker, Dan Moore actually really improved. Uh, you know, he and, and played excellent in that second half of the season. And Dotson has always been strong. And their communication got better. They played better off of each other. Um, both guys know with missed assignments. Both guys had a lot of penalties. Uh, you know, more, you know, he's the blindside protector. And we don't need Pickett getting 
big shots because he's not being. And we already see some concussion, you know, concerns if he takes very many big shots. Um, I think an upgrade, whether it's a left tackle or left guard, uh, would be warranted. Uh, I've said before, I think if you move, I would consider moving Dotson to right guard and move Daniels to left guard because Daniels is very versatile. And I think Dotson's better at right guard. And then uh, try to get you a, uh, a young tackle, left tackle, to at least come in and start to be grooming, you know, uh, and because eventually Moore can be a swing tackle. Um, but they definitely need to add talent there and hopefully a reasonably priced free agent, you know, to his depth. Because like you said, there's guys out there that, that can play all three interior positions. Cole can do that. Daniels yep. can do that. But you don't want to mess with that, you know. But there yep. is options out there. Um, but it's going to be hard to get more than two guys uh, in one offseason, you know, that can actually come in and play. So yep. um, I think maybe having a battle at camp for maybe left tackle, you know, get somebody to compete with more, uh, maybe a draft pick. Uh, and if you go that route, then maybe a free agent to also push Dotson. Yeah, I think for me, this is a big, this is a big off season for the offensive line because you do have five starters that, that offensive line last year, if you go, if you went into this year with the offensive line you had at the end of last year and they stay healthy and they play like they did the last five, six weeks, you have a solid NFL offensive line, not a great yeah. one. Besides. But you've got a solid to good one, much better than we've had the last couple of years. You're a big improvement over that. So you can go into next season and say, we don't need anybody. Um, I did, I did, I double checked and made sure, yeah, they have six guys under contract. So you've got to add bodies. Yeah. Right. You're going to add bodies. Uh, CEOs have been doing consistent work going out, finding uh, free agent guys who are veterans, who are cheap who have position flexibility. They've been doing that for several years now. Uh, so I expect them to continue that. But what I would look for is what you said there, uh, a left tackle, uh, able position that, that sometimes rookie left tackles have to slide in to, to guard. I'm kind of looking the mid rounds. I'm not looking one of the top 50 picks. So we got three top 50 picks. Unless it's someone really impressive. I, I don't like that. I think if you're well, spending an offensive line pick there, you're not getting that tight end that I want. The one thing we've talked about that, and I agree about the tight end, you know how we're on the same page. I think that we got Andy Weedle. Weidel, yeah. Weidel? Uh, which way do you say it? I, I, I think it's Weidel. Weidel, okay. We got Weidel. Sure. Now, he knows he built this Super Bowl. He helped build this Super Bowl Eagles team. Yeah, he He did. knows that both foundations, how important they are. Even when they didn't necessarily need – a top, you know, lineman and both he went and got him. Yeah. And they have they have great depth at both positions. Yep. And that is the new way. That is the way. You know, if, if we're I'm gonna I'm gonna start, you know, talking to Yoda here. But that is the way. They have to strengthen and build these lines. Yep. And you have to do it with earlier picks. The Steelers haven't used anything early in a third round pick, and that was on Kendrick Green, which was a reach, but mm. So if they, if that, if a Broderick Jones 
a guy like that is there in that first round and they pull the trigger, they got to start doing it. I mean, every year you have got to keep adding those big boys on that offensive defensive line in those early rounds. Um, and they have three picks in them first two rounds. So honestly, I would be happy. I mean, I, I'd like, you know, skill position guys are awesome, but the foundation you got to have, and if there's an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, and you know, to get to you know, keep them young and, and build those finances, I'll be happy. Yeah, I was gonna put an offensive lineman in those top 50 in that top 50, but I ended up cutting it for a different position, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm. Uh, because I've only spent one so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with like the the 80th or 117th pick in the draft with an offensive lineman. I think we can get away with that. I think we can, and I'm really hopeful. Uh Kendrick Green embracing being a center. He's working with Marquise Pouncey. You know, I think he can become competent. Someone asked, are we bringing back J.C. Hassenhauer? I'm not. He does not fit what they want to do on this offensive Mm -hmm. line. He does not fit Pat Meyer and Matt Canada. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was a good fit for the previous schemes. Not now. He is is much more a vertical uh, north and south kind of Mm -hmm. of center than he is a lateral movement guy. Uh, So for me... The big thing to scheme fits, if you're looking at offensive linemen in this draft for the Steelers, if, you, if you're a fan who likes looking for that stuff, you need an offense where you see these guys doing run plays and they're moving laterally. You need to see a team yeah. doing a lot of outside mm-hmm. zone. You need to see a lot of movement from these guys, not just athleticism, but that they know what to do and that they can block people and move them while moving laterally. That is going to be a huge part of any guy who gets drafted by this Steelers team on to play offensive line. That's a very big deal. Uh, And I expect the same from any veterans they bring in. They're going to have to be from that kind of a scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, And I do absolutely think that, that a top 50 offensive lineman is very, very fair uh, Mm -hmm. game for the Steelers to be picking here. Um, That's, I think we're good there, right? We, we clean up the offense. Uh, so it's a good time to take a break. Mm-hmm. We'll take a short commercial break. And when we come back, we will start talking about the Steelers defense. This podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer as a business owner or it manager. Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why it's time for cloud optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy, but cloud optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. We finished up the offense in the first half. We are ready to move on to the defense. My favorite side of the football. Uh, well, let's go. So we'll go right into it. Defensive line. And one of, in my opinion, is one of our <laughs> biggest free agent spots mm-hmm. because you've got Larry Ogunjobi, who was number two in snaps on the defensive line. Chris Wormley, number three in snaps on the defensive line. Both. Both of those are free agents. Uh, Tyson Alualu is probably retiring. Mm-hmm. Where where are we going here? That's That's some... Number two, number three, and number four in snaps on the defensive line, all out the door. Uh, how are you? How are you addressing the off the defensive line, Shannon? It's going to really depend on how that draft falls. Um, you know, if you could get Ogajobi back, I think you want him back. Uh, you know, to keep that cohesion, he pairs well with Hayward. Uh, hopefully, you can get him at a at a reasonable contract. Um, and Wormley's gone. He'll miss at least half the season. And, you know, I, I think they needed an upgrade there anyway. Alulu, it's time. It's past time. You know, yeah. he, he, you know, he done great for us and I appreciate everything he did, but it's, he's done. So you really need to look for, you know, some free agent talent. Uh, but there's, one position they need to focus on a free agent more than any other. So I hope they can find uh, a, a good run stopper, you know, a big boy. They need some beef on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Adams can be a, a backup if they wanted to bring him back. Um, but he doesn't need to be your starting nose tackle. Um, and I don't think it's time to move Hayward inside yet. Not all the way inside. Because he, you know, he showed there late in the season that he's still, you know, he's still a star. So I, I would count on him at least one more year. But you got to start thinking long term. I don't know if Leal is going to be, you know, a full time defensive lineman, or if he might even be an edge guy or work a little of both. Because you know, some guys can't put on weight and still be effective, and some people guys can't lose weight. And, you know, and not necessarily be faster, but they're weaker. So, you know, he might be, the way he is might be what he's going to be. And he might be a good tweener. So I'm not counting on him for either position. So I would like to see him bring in some beef on the inside. Maybe that young man out from the Vikings or uh, Payne. I think he's a free agent. He's going to be pretty pricey. And I want to spend money at another position, which we'll get to later. So, um I think they need to look for a couple of value signings. And then, you know, they got that kid out of Baylor. You know, the, he's a mountain. He's he's an immovable object. But he's got some athleticism. You know, he, he offers you a little more uh, quickness than when you look at him, you would think. So, you get a guy like that. He's going to help solidify the center of that line for years. Yep. And, uh, and I think it would be a great second-round value. So, uh, depending on how everything falls. So, I think they're going to have to put free agents uh, capital into it and draft capital into that defensive line because uh, they've gotten old and they've gotten thin quickly. 
Yeah. All right. Look, I, I'm sorry I didn't do this when we started. I meant to do this each position. But returning on the defensive line, Cameron Hayward, Isaiah Loudermilk, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Montrevious Adams, uh, that's that's who they have. Yeah. Returning on the uh, the defensive side of the line. Now, I didn't mention Loudermilk. The reason I didn't is because um, I know what a great coach Dunbar is. I mean, we all know that. And he just yeah. – uh, and I'm going to give Loudermilk a pass that he was dealing with injuries early in the season. And Leal was just more effective with what they wanted to do. Yep. But late in the season, he played some against them run-heavy teams. He didn't stand out. I, I did not see an upgrade from him from rookie year to last year. Now, he he looked good as a rookie because Wormley looked so bad. Now, this year, Wormley stepped up in the running game. Wormley was much better this year in the running game. And so I think, therefore, when we see Loudermilk, it was like, he didn't look very impressive. So I'm not willing to count on him going into this season. Yeah, the the sad thing about Chris Wormley is uh, the game he got hurt against the Ravens, uh, he was our best defensive lineman that game. He was playing better than Cameron Hayward. He was absolutely going off. Uh, and then he's hurt. Yeah. And loses his season, loses this season, like he's gonna lose a lot of this season, and he's not good enough. The teams are gonna sit him there. Yeah. Uh it's <laughs> it it's terrible sad. He timing. was, he was yeah. having playing his very best football of his career when he got hurt. Uh, which is sad. Um, yeah, I agree with you on louder milk. Louder milk is who he is. He's not really a defensive tackle, he's a he's a five tech that you're gonna want to use against the run, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's really he so he's a backup. Right, that's that's solid backup. If your backups can't defend the run, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. If your backups can't rush the passer, well, you can live. You know, you can survive with that. Um, so he's not he's not a big deal. I I for me, Ogan Joby well, would be a great resigning. Uh, I don't know if he'd cost you any more. His statistics were worse. Mm-hmm. He's obviously not coming. He was coming off an injury last season. If you can get him for the same rate. Uh, if you give him around around the same money that you got him last year, I'd take it. I'd yeah. take that. I, th- I think he's a good fit for what they do. Uh, if not, take that money. Go find a replacement. You've got to find somebody ready to start, ready to contribute, ready to be an anchor on this defensive mm-hmm. line. Uh, you have to. Yep. That's how the NFL works. And number two, I'm adding that high draft pick as well. Yep. Top 50 draft pick and – your big, in my opinion, the biggest free agent signing I'm penciling in here is a defensive line. Uh, whether that's Ogunjobi or someone else, I'm, I'm not breaking the bank, but you're getting, you need, you're going to have to pay somebody to mm-hmm. get a starter. And you still need a third guy. You need a three man rotation that is better, uh, where the third player is better than any number three defensive lineman they've had recently. Oh, definitely. Uh, back since to it. Like if you go back to, uh, Hayward to it and Aluwalu before Aluwalu, you know, got injured and got too old there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the kind of number three we need, and I think the best way to do that is bring in a young guy. Bring in a young stud, let him develop before – I keep saying this, this is third year in a row, I'm saying this before Cameron Hayward gets old enough that that guy's not looking at Cameron Hayward and being like, holy crap, I want to be that guy when I get – you know, when I mm-hmm. – I want to be that guy when I grow up. You know, that kind yeah. of a thing where you're sitting there learning from him because you're watching him dominate. You're watching him do stuff that you just you don't understand how he can do it. And picking up the lessons, picking up how to learn, picking, mm-hmm. learning how to work. 
from that. I, that's, I just, I just think that's how you pass it down. Uh, so for me, I'm with you. Big, you, you got to spend money in free agency. You got to draft high, and you're probably still adding some bodies. Yeah, just in there too, because that's a position where you're losing a decent number of players. You got to fill those spots. That's it's a huge position. You win in the trenches. Yep, that's it. And they um, did add like uh, that Marshall young man, uh, like yep. Jonathan Marshall, and another guy. I can't think of his name. Ren, I think. Yeah, late was. in the year that they say that they think can be part of the rotation. So they're already thinking yeah. ahead. Yeah. I think in numbers. Get that's, bodies, your, yeah. that's your Henry Mondo's Isaiah Bug level guys. Like those, those are guys, yeah. they come yeah. in for a few snaps and you're okay. They come yeah. in for more than that, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but All right, moving bodies. on from defensive line. Uh, this one should be a little easier. Outside linebackers, you're returning uh, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Jameer Jones. Is an exclusive rights. Let me let me check in my notes here. Make sure exclusive rights free agent. So he's a stealer. Mm-hmm. You they have him for next year. So you got three. Are you uh, are you too worried about anything about the other position? What are you doing for your number your fourth outside linebacker? Is Reed a free agent or because he he yeah he's unrestricted yeah. free agent. Okay, he needs to go because we yeah. talked. You know, I like him. But he's too little to play. Good, you don't have to cut him. Yeah, he's too little to play edge for the Steelers. Um, they they need upgrade, uh, you know, in the depth department. Um, but there's a couple of guys in the draft that that they might could consider. Uh, you know, you you have to watch if you bring in a guy who's a very accomplished, you know, veteran. He's like, I want to start. I want more play. Want to play. Yeah, look, they've already went through that. Yeah, and it's like there's that, the two guys in front of you aren't sitting for you, yeah, bud. That's not going to work. So, yeah, uh, one of the things I would do this offseason, like I said, I would work, try to approach High Smith and say, hey, we would like to, you know, you to be here. We know you love being here. We want to offer you a four year deal. Try to get him because his price will only go up uh, to where they will not be able to afford him, maybe, um, and keep that tandem together. Uh, and Jameer Jones can be, you know, your number four. You know, he can be, you know, special teams contributor and all that. But they need a, a better number three. Now, who that is, whether it's in a draft pick or whether it's a, a reasonably priced free agent, uh, that's what I would look at. But uh, that that would be the focus, would be on that uh, uh, outside linebacker number three position. I'm I'm with you there, and and for me, I like a veteran there. Uh, I mostly because I don't want to stand spend draft capital <laughs> on the position when you got the you got your guys right. You're not looking to draft somebody to replace one of those two. You're looking to keep both those guys. Uh, oh, so Sherry me, Richards mentioned uh, Roche's back. Yes, Quincy, Quincy Roche, Roche is on the roster. Yep, yep. So so there's a chance there between him and Jameer Jones. Uh, you got that. I still think you need to add one more. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but yeah. it's not a priority. Roche is think... has got a much better pass rush repertoire. Yeah. Than the Jones has, and I like Jones because he sets a good edge. Yeah. So, I, but I don't I, know if you want them two as your two depth guys. I liked Jameer Jones a lot late in the season, the way he was playing. I I really liked. But again, he was playing a lot against the run heavy teams. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens and such. But but I liked what he brought. I actually I thought he was our 
our best backup outside linebacker uh, last season at the end of the year. So we'll see. Uh, Quincy Roche, Jameer Jones. Um, I, I I still think we're adding somebody. Yep. And I think that's a position uh, where you'd add someone someone like if you if you remember back to like Anthony Ciccolo, not not flashy, not going to give you splash plays, but he's going to be at the right place at the right time. He's going to be doing the right stuff. Do, and he's do, a really do good not bring player. do not bring up Ciccolo. Okay, you know how I feel about Ciccolo. Oh, that's right. Everybody I, knows I, I how forget, I forget. I forget. I can't believe you brought up Ciccolo on me. Oh I, my gosh, sir. No, I would. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, 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 I forget I was, all that stuff. I'm glad the chicken loaf is gone. I'll just leave it at that. But I will say this, you know, and I mentioned it earlier. What if Leal still gets some snaps at oh, yeah. edge? Oh, I then think he you will. Can maybe, I think they're going to get a little more creative with that. Yeah, then maybe you could run with Roche and with Jones. And, you know, each of them's got their strength. And then have Leal to bring in their, you know, is that versatile guy. So they might get away with not looking at that yeah uh leal leal works if you if you've seen the steelers they go to their like their under package uh where they will have like a three four look but it'll look like a four three um leal can be that guy a guy in that situation uh you could use them a lot of times anytime they go to nickel or dime you could put him in there in my opinion on the edge mm-hmm. but i you you're not having him stand up you're not you're not doing that. If he's if he's your stand up outside linebacker, then then you're 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 making a mistake. So I think they still do need uh, still do. Man, I'm getting I'm getting. I apologize, Shannon, for bringing up for bringing up. I I know better. All right, going to inside linebacker. Going to inside linebacker. The Steelers on the roster at inside linebacker have uh, Miles Jack. And Mark Robinson, and that kid, uh, that guy to the, from the Giants, uh, Crowder. Crowder, yeah, yeah, yep. That's what they got. What are you doing there, Shannon? Well, this this is easy for me. I I like Robert Spillane. I think he's a quality depth. He's proven himself that he can be a spot starter. Uh, Two year team friendly contract. I think he will jump at the chance to stay with Pittsburgh. Uh, he realizes he's more value at Pittsburgh than he is anywhere else. Good special teams guy, everything. Uh, Devin Bush, bye-bye. Uh, you know, try to work with Mark Robinson uh, to you help him be part of the rotation. I don't think his coverage will be ready to be a starter, but I think he could be a, a big part of the rotation, and he will only improve in coverage. Um, I would honestly, if I sign Spillane, I would consider moving on from Jax, either release him and sign him to a more reasonable contract because I don't think anybody's going to pay him what he's scheduled to make. I think it's eight yeah, million he, or something. He is uh, – his cap is going to be 11 and a quarter, uh, nah, but nah. three and a half – a little over three of that is there. Eight million is what he is due this year. That's what they can save if they cut him. I don't see it. I think he's on the way down. Uh, you know, I wrote the article about the the top seven free agent inside linebackers and their possibility of coming to the stores. This is where I spend my money uh, in free agency because there is no inside linebackers in this draft uh, that I think are worthy in the first three picks. Uh, I think Simpson from Clemson, uh, he could be, uh, he's very, 
you know, athletic, very – he's got all that, but I just don't see the production. Uh, and we've already seen what an, an athletic guy who don't have the want to looks like. And I, I would stay clear of him. The guys that – you know, I think that uh, 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 Jack uh, Campbell out of Iowa, uh, I think that, you know, he's got the size, but uh, I think he's going to be overdrafted. I think teams are going to get enamored with his size. That leaves uh, Sanders from Arkansas, who used to be in Alabama, and now he's there. He's 6'5 and 230-some, and he's very athletic and physical. But I think, you know, I have a third-round grade on him. Uh, if you reach for him before then, you know, welcome to it. Then you got the uh, Suell, uh young man from Oregon, who's huge, tiny, I mean, uh, inside linebacker. He would be a great buck linebacker. I think he's better in coverage than people think, but he likes to knock heads. And I love his physicality. I think he's, you know, he could be that really good buck linebacker for the Steelers. But again, he might go in the fourth round. So to me, you spend your money to get an instant upgrade as a starter in free agency. Uh, and there's some there's seven quality guys out there depending yeah. on what you're looking for. And uh, then you develop Robertson, you have Splain, and you draft one of them guys I was mentioning, third or fourth round. The inside linebacker should be okay for quite a few years. But they got to upgrade. Right. They just got to upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're you you would cut Miles Jack to sign a and and sign someone to even a bigger contract. One of them other seven guys, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just I just want to be clear on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you can keep Miles Jack. Uh, obviously you got to see how he's rehabbing from his injury. I thought the first half of the season, uh, he was our best linebacker, and I thought he was good enough for what we needed. Um, I would if you if I don't you can want get someone enough. better. I don't want good enough. I'm tired of good enough. We yeah. haven't had even we haven't even had good enough lately. I right. want I want the standard. I want what Stiller inside linebackers are known for. I I want that. I'm tired of the you know since Cesar went down and Vince Williams retired, the Stillers have not had anything close to the standard. And and I I, I mean you, I don't want to disagree with you, but I'm tired of good enough. I want. No, that's fine. Yeah. Disagreement is good. We can have some debate. We can have some healthy debate on this show. We can disagree. I would spend that money on defensive line and cornerback first. That's that's me. I I, I would I, I want the safety room. I want the cornerback room. I want the defensive lines. Uh, inside linebacker is like fourth to me. I I don't think it's that key of a position that if you don't have one of the very very best. I don't. I don't see the value in chasing someone who's who's in that you know next tier down. Like, let's talk about Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's one of. The, I'm assuming he's one of your seven. Yeah, he was. Yes. Yeah. Like Tremaine Edmonds. If, if you could get him for, I don't know, twelve million mm-hmm. a year. To me, he's a good linebacker, but like. I, I question things like putting like people want to bring Terrell and Tremaine together. And like, man, you got two guys who are great at running around and being the second person to the ball. Mm-hmm. Like they're both really good at that. Uh, but they don't make any splash plays. 
Like you're getting, you're getting, you're not getting interceptions. You're not getting forced fumbles. You're not getting sacks. And that's two guys then in that position. Um, I see. I I don't. Well, see, I, don't I think that, I think Edmonds had more pass. Def- I think it was six pass defense. I don't think all our inside linebackers combined had that many. Um, I mean, he this Good year he, he this year his coverage called up to the physicality in the running game. You know, he he has that sideline to sideline speed, great mm-hmm. size. 25. He's 24. He will be 25 to August. I mean, you're maybe getting him. One thing in my article, which I don't think you've got to read yet, if you look at the top seven guys, the medium age is 26. Yeah. All of them were about 26. To me, you know, Pratt from the Bengals and uh, Edmonds and David Long from Tennessee, uh, Van Der Esch from the Cowboys, um, there was two other, all of them was like 26 and he's, you know, Edmonds is 24. He probably hasn't even hit his prime yet. And I love Pratt. Pratt's out there. I love man. Pratt hits you. You've been hit. He does stuck yeah. a guy and they ain't going, they're going down and he's so physical. We haven't had that since Vince went down or, you know, retired. So there's guys out there that is a huge upgrade from anything the Steelers have had for such a long time. And, yes, the, the inside linebackers need that defensive line. They really do. But they need at least guys that can tie blockers. You can get space eaters and free agency to put inside there and, and fill up that inside and, and take on double teams. And then if you have quality inside linebackers, they're going to feast. You know, really? but if if they get past that, into you know, say you've got a space eater and the running back gets past there and you've got Schobert, and Bush and uh, Williamson and some of these sorry good for nothing inside linebackers we've had in there, man. You know it, you you got 18, 20 yard gains religiously. So I'm really wanting to see that. You know this is the time when you got the rookie quarterback contract, and you know they've already got so much money vested in the big three on defense. Um, if you could spend three, four more million. To, to get an upgrade for Jackson, get one of these seven guys, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Like my, my personal, I don't know. You, you probably know, you probably remember this. I've, I love Levante David. Uh, if they could get him, I would, I would pay it. Yeah. But the, I would pay I to get him. The, he's 33. Yeah. He's 33 years old. Maybe that makes him a little more affordable, especially if, if the Buccaneers don't want him back. I expect if the Buccaneers want him back, he'll go back there just mm. to finish out his career. Uh, but I would throw some money his way. I think that would be a great addition, especially if you're uh, you're bringing up some younger guys. Maybe you draft somebody. I don't know. Uh, but for me, for me, that is that is one of my other picks. I'm I'm sending not the top fifty, but that we got the the fourth round picks, mm-hmm. the third and fourth round picks. Um, that's my other one. One is offensive line. The other is I want an inside linebacker around that range, kind of middle of the draft kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not, I'm not pushing for a top tier guy. That's me. That's my choice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not paying Robert Spillane starter money. I'd bring him back if he's taken back. If he's taken uh, good backup money, I'd bring him back. Yeah, and yeah. I'd go, I'd go three deep on the on inside linebacker and not worry as much about having a, a top tier starter. Uh, that's how I'm approaching this. That. 
I, I don't think that's as big a deal. I, I'm not I'm not spending there because I, I think defensive line and another position are, are much, much bigger needs right now. And speaking I think of that we'll other agree position, on that other one, yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the cornerback position. The cornerback free agents, uh Cameron Sutton, unrestricted free agent. James Pierre is a restricted free agent. Steelers can make him an offer. Uh, and and returning, returning to that cornerback room, the Steelers have a lot of names. Tentatively, currently under contract, William Jackson. I think we can both agree he is not getting paid, what, $13.5 million? <laughs> we can assume he's gone. Akella Witherspoon, Arthur Millette, Trey Norwood, uh, Carlins Platel is back. He was, he was an undrafted free agent. And... Uh, Wait, we should have also uh, Wallace is back, right? Yeah, Levi Wallace, yeah. Yeah, Levi Wallace. This list mm-hmm. does not have Levi Wallace on it. I don't know why. But Levi Wallace is back. Uh, are you bringing back Sutton? I mean, you talked about this when we talked about the defense. And I would, if it's a reasonable, you know, even high-end cornerback two money, yes. If somebody's willing to give him cornerback one, you have to let him go. Uh, because he is a really smart player. He has really learned the Steelers scheme, and that makes him so effective. And he had his best season. You got to give him credit. And I know he, this is his first opportunity to really cash in, and he's earned it. And if he gets it, I, I'm not, you know, mad at him. I mean, I'd be happy for him. But the Steelers can't be the team to give it to him. Yeah. Now he could get good, you know, QB two money, and I would be okay because I would even be okay with him coming back and having Wallace as your other cornerback too, and then upgrade in the slot. I would be fine with that, uh, and try to get a. They really, it would be great if a one of those corners they really like, if there's one they think is a CB one for them in the future at pick seventeen that they grabbed them. Because cornerback cost, and I don't see the Steelers signing a true number one because of how much it's going to cost them. If they do, it's going to be a guy like Bradbury, because Bradbury I think's thirty. You know, he's earned where if he if he starts to tail off, he's going to fall off the cliff. You know, so how much is his team's going to invest in a guy who's thirty a corner? Um, and so Steelers might. But then if he does, you know, they wasted all that money. So I would rather them use that high pick on a guy at 17. If one happens to fall to him, whether it's Joey Porter Jr., um, you know, uh, shoot, I can't think of the guy's name, Smith maybe. Um, you know, he's like maybe your number one rate, Gonzalez. There's some – the top three or four corners, uh, if one of them fell to 17, the Steelers would have to consider it. Okay, one of these sites has Cameron Sutton's market value at seven and a half million a year. That oh, puts I, him I, that puts him at top tier number two cornerback money. Yeah. because uh, your top tier guys are nine million. You're you take your top thirty two cornerbacks in the NFL, you're talking about right around nine million dollars. Yeah. And and I think I think he's worth it. So you would you would add that projected, I don't yeah, I don't know how accurate that is, but at that projected market value. You'd say go with it. I think he'll get offered more. I think he'll get offered around nine or ten. I really do. 
Okay. But if it was round seven, I I would have to do it because you know he has value in that store in the store system. Yeah, he does. And and like I said, I would not be opposed to running back with you know him and Wallace, and then upgrade you know in nickel and in your depth there. You know, get you a young guy. See, people don't realize last year you had Wooten for the Seahawks. He wasn't a first round guy, and he was you know in on the all rookie team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Mathis out of pit. He went to Denver. I loved him. I mean, he, he had some struggles, but speed, you know, tight man coverage, short-term memory loss. I mean, he had, you know, there were some guys, if you're, if you have a good scouting department, you can hit on some of them guys. They don't always have to be a number one or number two, you know, pick. So, um, based on the needs they have, if, if they can re-sign Sutton, uh, and then upgrade at nickel in, in their depth. I, I could live with that. Okay. See, here's where we disagree again. Mm. Because to me, if you have Sutton and Wallace, you have two number two cornerbacks, and you're just you're just accepting that you can't cover Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You're just mm. saying, okay, we, we can't put a cornerback on these guys and be okay. We have to have help for them. Uh, because both those guys, they, that, that's not going to happen. We, we, mm. we saw that last season. Um, so for me, I'm letting Sutton go. I'm letting Sutton go and, uh, I'm drafting. I'm spending one of those top picks. I'm drafting a cornerback, but I'm also looking at signing one. Mm. I'm also looking at signing a, a James Bradbury, uh, someone at that level, someone who can, even if they're not excellent, can be, can hang with a Jamar Chase you know, can be close enough to make that a contest where it's not, I mean, we saw, we saw games where mm-hmm. Levi Wallace is on a guy and the guy's the guy, <laughs> you know, 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. The guy's got a five yard lead mm-hmm. on Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace is it's similar to Joe Hayden and Levi Wallace last season banged up a bit. He wasn't able to do get away with the stuff he was able to get away with the year before. Uh, he's got limitations. I want him as a number two. And if you bring back Cameron Sutton, that means Cameron Sutton's your number one, and he's not that guy either. So for me, I, I want someone, and I want someone who can be physical because we're playing way too much off coverage. And if you're going to do oh, that, definitely. then you need yeah. an elite talent. Mm-hmm. You need someone who's athletic as can be. You need cr- incredible physical ability to offset the fact that you're you're playing off coverage and you're not you're not interfering with the route at all. So for me, quarterback is a spot of investment. That is that is one of my prime that that is my number one. That and defensive line are my number one spots of investment where I'm saying get a free agent and a high draft pick in both of those spots. You're gonna need somebody for now and you're gonna need somebody for the future. And really, if really if if Levi Wallace ends up your number three cornerback, okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a problem to me. Like that's okay. I, I'd much rather have that. Uh than, than what we had this year when anyone went down. Mm-hmm. You had James Pierre in there. You you know some of that stuff that that can't go. I love James Pierre. I'd bring him back. I'm bringing him back. Yeah, but, uh, it's there. I'm bringing yes, him back yes. in, as nickel competition, mm-hmm. uh, where you can slide people inside. I I just don't. I I I I think that's the biggest place the Steelers need to upgrade is at the quarterback room. Lastly, the safety position. Uh, so coming back already signed, the Steelers have Minka Fitzpatrick, 
Miles Killebrew and a couple of futures guys, Kenny Robinson and Scott Nelson. But really, it's Minka Fitzpatrick and Miles Killebrew. Miles Killebrew is a special teams guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your free agents, you're looking at Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte Kazi. Well, I guess we'd also have to put Trey Norwood. I, I listed Trey Norwood under cornerbacks. Uh, but, but he's, he's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Trey Norwood, and Miles Killebrew. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know how I feel about Edmonds. I think, you know, they need to lock Terrell up for giving him a three-year deal. Uh, you know, fair market value, again, he, as you said, he's not splashy. Uh, and so that's going to keep his cost down. We've seen that during the last free agency period. But he's very valuable to the Steelers, especially because him and Minka work so well together. So bring him back would mean priority for me. Uh, then I would love to have Kazee back because he's the best deep safety on the team. And he's much more physical than I give him credit for. And so he can literally be back at both positions because, I mean, he can play uh, free safety and he hits and is physical enough to play some strong safety, not as a starter, but, you know, filling in. Um, And then, you know, again, you're just going to look for, uh, depending on what kind of money situation is, a reasonable free agent uh, and maybe a draft pick, depending on you know who falls where. But uh, uh, yeah, that that is if they bring if they can bring back Edmonds and Kazee, I feel uh, I'm comfortable with the safety position. Yeah, that's that's exactly my take. Is is uh, I would prioritize Edmonds first, and then Demonte Kazee. Uh, especially if they if the market's like it was last year, uh, these guys were both. Everyone's sitting there saying, "Yeah, these guys are good players. Who's going to sign them?" Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody was signing them. Uh, so if the market is the same kind of market as there was last year, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I'd even pay them a little more than they got less this past season, where they were really. I mean, they were. Uh, Edmonds was on a a veteran. It's a different term now, but it's what used to be a veteran minimum contract. Mm-hmm. Edmonds was on a veteran minimum contract <laughs> this last season, which is crazy. It is. That's yeah. that's absolutely crazy to me. Uh, but that's that's where he was. I think Kazi might have also been on one. But uh, yeah, that's. I'd sign them. I'd bring them back. I, I think your safety room is okay. Uh, we had a, we had a comment. We had a comment in the thing uh, in, in our chat uh, saying from Tyler. Right here, sign a cornerback inside linebacker, D lines of line free agents, and bring back Edmonds. These numbers don't add up. <laughs> that's why we're not Omar Khan. Yes. That's, yes. that's why we're not we're not in the front office of the Steelers. Um well, I don't know if you've seen the the article that they they said, you know, they could have restructured what last year freed up a lot of money, but there wasn't it wasn't necessary. They can easily do that. Uh Cam Hayward. Uh, Fitzpatrick, whether they, they may not want to now, but they could easily do that. You cut William Jackson, the third, you're freeing up all that money. Uh, I mean, they could easily free up 45 million. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, some of the stuff, yes, but some of it is, we're not going to get all that obviously, but you know, two or three of that, you know, we're on the wish list. I think it's doable. You yep. know, we agreed on the offense pretty much on the defense. I'm more wanting this year with the seven guys available at inside linebacker. I want to see him make a move there and uh, make a smaller move with the defensive line, a cornerback, 
Whereas you would rather see the bigger move at defensive line and a quarterback. So, but, but we're, we're pretty much similar. Yeah. Uh, You know, and, and again, it's going to depend on how free agency falls and who wants what and who wants to go where. So, uh, but that, that will shape the draft. (laughs) It will. And it's going to, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, you kind of did my rundown. I was going to do a little bit of a rundown and say, yeah, we oh, agree. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we agree at quarterback. Yeah. Um, although, although thinking about the salary cap, maybe we are, maybe, maybe we're cutting Trubisky here. <laughs> maybe we got to get rid of him now. Uh, Cause that's 8 million. And with what I'm doing on defense, I probably do have to let him go. Uh, but, but, but we pretty much agreed there. Draft a late round guy as a chance or undrafted free agent. Somebody mobile come in, you know, kind of a Chris Oladokun style. And have a veteran. If you don't have Trubisky, get someone cheaper, uh, which which I'm leaning towards now. Uh, running back, <laughs> we said bring in bring an undrafted free agent. You don't really have to go big running back, late mm-hmm. round pick, undrafted free agent. Uh, if there's a free agent or uh, undrafted free agent, yeah. And if there's a low tier free agent that you like, that's fine. Master Teague's in that position as well mm-hmm. for the number three running back. Uh, we both kind of like re-signing Watt if it's a reasonable contract, uh, but if not. Fullback's not really a, a priority <laughs> at all. Uh, tight end, we both like we both like throwing another uh, uh, an investment in a tight end. That's our luxury pick. Uh, yep. The team doesn't really have a lot of room for luxury picks, but Shannon and I both want to <laughs> make that luxury pick and get a splash tight end, uh, top tier guy in the draft, yep. young guy. Make this a three headed monster. Wide receiver. Neither of us are putting much into wide receiver mm-hmm. either. Uh, offensive line mm, draft pick. Like we're, we're looking mm-hmm. for a draft pick there and some, some, you know, the same kind of veterans they've been bringing in to be depth deep. Uh, and that's, if you're, if you, if you missed the start, if you missed that part of the show, uh, both Shannon and I are willing to walk into next season with a chance that it's the same starting five and Dan Moore is out there at left tackle, uh, yep. a chance to replace him. But if it happens, Hey, we're, we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. We're okay with it. So, so a lot of people are not okay with that. <laughs> I saw I got saw comments saying they need two picks on the offensive line. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're getting no two. one. Uh, mate. Yeah, one. Yes. Uh, defensive line. We want somebody, a veteran. Either Ogunjobi comes back, or you you sign a comparable kind of contract guy and bring in a draft pick. Uh, Shannon, a lower one. Me, that's one of my top ones. Uh, Shannon went inside linebacker. He wants to add. Higher price free agent, mm-hmm. a better draft pick, really address the position for now and for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm fine running it with like second tier guys. Second, not even second tier, second rate is kind of what oh. you have to the inside <laughs> linebackers, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. That's where I'm. That's where I'm saving money here. Cornerback, uh, well, we're I'm I'm going big there. Uh, I'm going bigger than Shannon there. Shannon's mm-hmm. Shannon's okay with with bringing back what we had last year, and uh, safety we both agree. Mm-hmm. Get get Edmonds and Kazee back. Try we'll get at least Edmonds back, uh, and if they're cheap, get them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's our roster moves. That's how we are building the Steelers' 2023 Super Bowl roster. Um, right there. That's your that's your that's how they do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to when when uh when Mr. Whitehall calls over here and is like, "Hey guys, what was that? What was that again? Where are you where are you drafting a cornerback?" 
<laughs> Any moment, guys, he's going to be calling. Trust us. Yep. yep. All right. <laughs> well, that's our show. I want to thank everyone in the live chat for having fun reading comments. Mm -hmm. uh, love the participation. Love the discussion going on there. Always glad to see you guys here. Um, for everyone listening on the audio side, thank you so much for spending your time with us talking Steelers football. Listen to us go on about the, how what we do with the Steelers roster. I want everyone know who's listening. Uh, we are two weeks away from from moving into our looking at colleges. Uh, we're, we're we're trying to get guests. We're we're working that direction. So we're really working towards the the draft season here. We're finishing up our free agency side. Um, so thank you again for listening. As always, have a great week, and let's go Steelers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.